Okay. Good evening, everyone. It's good to see you all. I hope you guys had a good last two weeks. Um, my family had a very nice visit to California. So um, the, 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 the meditation that we're going to do tonight is, um, is a very simple one. Um, but also, I think, um, an important practice, which I don't actually spend that much time addressing um, in this class. And I thought, you know, once in a while, I circle back to it, and uh, it occurred to me that it would be good um, to come back to this really sort of very fundamental kind of practice, which is just um, one-pointed concentration practice. Um, so we're clearly practicing concentration of some kind whenever we are um, doing meditation practice. If, um, we may not feel like we're concentrating very well, but it's um, you know on a given session or a given evening or um, given sitting, but um, you can't meditate um, at all really in any way without um, cultivating some concentration, some, some power of concentration. Um, but, um, but the practice that we're going to do tonight really just focuses like solely on that um, quality of concentration. Um, it doesn't mix it up with other things in the way that I usually do. And so, um, I think um, the, the best best way to sort of really um, highlight what makes one-pointed concentration practice different from what we usually do um, is like when we're when we're let's say um, following the breath or lis listening to the um, sounds and environment and following the breath at the same time, doing something like that. Um, what I will often ask people to do is when your mind is pulled away by a thought or a feeling or a sensation, to really take note of what has pulled you away. Um, maybe even like labeling, you know, saying, oh, having a thought, this is frustrating. Or, um, you know, noting, even if it's not without words, right, without labels that you're feeling a kind of tension in your, your throat, your belly, or something like that. Really, you know, part of the practice as we usually do it is a kind of um, acknowledgement of the kinds of things that um, will pull us away from whatever anchor we may be using. So the, the, the thing that will be different about the one-pointed concentration practice that we're gonna do tonight is that, um, Though things will continue to pull you away, and though you'll continue to have thoughts and emotions, and you'll 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 sense things in your environment or in your body, we're not so concerned tonight. We won't be so concerned tonight with what it is that's pulling us away. Our single-minded focus will be on staying as um, tightly wed as possible to the anchor that we're gonna use. And tonight that's going to be the sensations of the breath 
and the inside of our nose. Okay, so just the feeling of the breath as it passes over the soft tissue on the very um, tip of the inside of our nose. And so, um, and that's all it is. That's all it will be tonight. It's 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 the most simple kind of practice, um, and and it can be really valuable, really important to once in a while or for a stretch of time on a regular basis to to practice concentration just in this way, um, because it will actually deepen your ability to be aware, mindfully of. The, the, the nature of your thoughts or feelings when you practice the kind of standard form of mindfulness practice that we usually do. Um, I think one of the risks of not giving enough attention to concentration is that our mindfulness practice, our, our kind of open awareness practice can get kind of like fuzzy and can get kind of mushy. You know, we can, we can um, you know, sort of like note or sort of realize that we're having thoughts, we're having emotions and we're kind of aware of that but it's not in a sharp way we're, we're we're kind of half kind of thinking the thoughts as we're you know we're just kind of we're just really sort of um half thinking as we're being aware and so um if if you ever feel like your meditation practice is getting a little stale or you feel like you're just this, you're not really seeing the kind of thoughts you're having clearly you're you feel like it's just there's a kind of fuzziness that characterizes your practice in general that I think devoting a stretch of time to the cultivation of a deeper level of concentration um, could be really beneficial. Um, and I know I find that to be the case for me, for sure. Um, so, you know, I find myself circling back to this kind of practice, you know, once in a while and devoting maybe a stretch of a week or two to just really sort of um, cultivating a deeper level of concentration. And I find that actually when I do that, um, that I realize in retrospect that, oh, like even though I thought I was really noting my thoughts, I was really just getting kind of kind of poked by them repeatedly. I wasn't really seeing them with clarity. So um, we're gonna talk a little bit more not for too long, but after we do the practice, and I hope like people will share your own experiences of like what it felt like and what felt challenging or what like kind of how you experienced the practice, what what helped you, you know, stay focused on the breath. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, I've, I, I, another thing that I emphasize a lot um, on these Tuesday nights is a certain kind of easy effortlessness, right, when we're practicing. Um, not not striving too hard, but um, you know, with especially if you if you have not developed much concentration, um, uh, or on a given night you're just feeling very distracted, um, trying to stay really close to the the anchor that you're going to use, like to tonight the breath and the nose, can actually can actually take some effort, and it's okay. So um, so. There's a way, you know, I think it's a little bit like riding a bike. Um, there are a lot of different metaphors I could use. Like um, when you're first starting to ride a bike, I know very few of you on this class are doing it for the first time, but I'm just like, but imagine you've done, you're out of practice. Okay, you know, um, and, you know, you've been practicing sort of, you know, kind of open awareness for a long time, but you haven't really done this kind of one point of concentration for uh, a while. Or it might be your first time for some of you. And at first, you know, 
um, balancing on that bike, you know, you're kind of like, you're, you're, you're kind of like, you know, really using a lot of big muscular movements to stay balanced. But over time, it's just effortless, right? You just start to stay balanced. But it's not that you're not exerting some kind of effort to balance. It's just that the effort has become much more subtle. Um, and the same thing is true of this kind of practice. Uh, at the beginning of the session tonight, you may feel like, wow, it's taking me a lot of effort to stay on this anchor. Um, if I don't exert effort, I'm really just going to fly away into thought. It's okay to allow yourself to really try. Um, and then you realize that at a certain point, that effort itself is a kind of distraction. You realize, oh, actually, let me just stay on the breath. And, 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 um, and the effort that's required will become gentler more subtle. Um, but it's like finding your balance. At first you're wobbling and then you just realize, okay, I can do this. But it's just because it's not that you aren't still exerting this adjustment. Okay. You're, you're saying, oh, thoughts pulling me away. Oh, I'm going to go back to the anchor. Thoughts pulling me away. I'm going to go right back to the anchor. And you're still doing that, but it just becomes quicker and quicker, more, more and more subtle. All right. So um, the reason I'm saying this is because, I mean, a lot of you will Say, wait, this I'm just trying too hard. This, this feels too like too much like striving, too, too effortful. It is okay for it to feel effortful um, for a while. Okay. Um, and that will change over time. And you know, I don't often use the metaphor of meditation as like going to the gym or like exercising, you know. Um because I think that metaphor encourages this kind of um, picture of like really trying it also encourages a kind of goal-oriented um, picture of meditation practice but i think with this particular form of practice the, that metaphor is actually apt um, anyone can develop um, one-pointed concentration but it can take a lot of effort to do it so don't be frustrated if it feels difficult um, tonight just keep doing it like maybe the first 10 minutes of every sitting that you do every day if you do that um, for the next few weeks or just you know for the next few months um it will become easier and easier um and there will be moments where you realize you don't actually have to try very hard at all the breath is just you're just with the breath the breath is just there um but to get to that point can take effort at first and then of course it'll have a lot of other effects too um, which we can talk about after um we do the, a little bit of this practice together. Okay, so please get in a comfortable position. We'll do this for about 20 minutes. Um, make sure you're upright, back is straight. Your front side is open so the breath can move freely in and out of the body. And before we begin the concentration practice itself, let's just take a few deep relaxation breaths to settle into the sitting. So please inhale deeply and slowly through the nose. And exhale slowly through your slightly open mouth.
and inhale. We inhale to a count of four or five. And exhale to a count of four or five. Really letting the breath leave the body nice and slow and steady. And let's just keep breathing in this way for a little bit longer, in through the nose and out through your slightly open mouth. Now let your mouth come to a close. It can be helpful to let your tongue rest against the top of your mouth. And just breathe in and out through the nose at whatever pace or rhythm is natural, no longer elongating your breath in any intentional way. And just bring your awareness to the inside of the tip of your nose. And feel the sensations produced there as your breath enters and exits your body. Sometimes the sensations of the breath here in the nose will be very subtle, maybe even hard to discern. Sometimes it will feel quite vivid, quite present. It will vary throughout the course of a single meditation session and over the course of days and weeks. And just let it be as it is. Let it feel whatever way it feels and just stay as tuned in as you can to the sensations just as they are no sense of how they should be just feeling them as they are Once in a while, I'll have a few things to say to, to encourage you in your practice, but essentially all we are doing is keeping our attention as much as possible on the sensations of the breath in the nose.
And whenever anything like a thought or a perception or a feeling pulls you away from the sensations of the breath, just gently but firmly bring your awareness back to the breath. Don't worry about what pulled you away. Doesn't matter. Just come back time and again to the breath. One thing that I used to get hung up about is how the breath felt. Like, was it a deep and smooth kind of breathing? Was I breathing in a way that seemed fluid? Don't worry about how the breath feels. Doesn't matter at all. Breath can be erratic, deep, uneven. Doesn't matter. Just focus on the sensations in the nose. Don't even worry about where the, what the breath feels like in your chest or belly. You might be aware of that to some degree, but it's none of your concern. Just feel the sensations in the nose. That's all you're concerned with. At first, it may take some effort and time to follow the breath, even part of the time. Thoughts may be pulling you away quite frequently, and that's natural and okay. And then the effort is just to feel the breath as much as you can. Just keep returning to the breath. Once you begin to settle firmly on the breath, you might try to see if you can feel all the subtle shifts in the sensation of the breath throughout the course of each in-breath and out-breath. 
not settling for just following the breath in general, really feeling each moment of the breath, all the way from the beginning of an inhalation to the end. Feeling the way the sensations change, even very subtly, throughout the course of just one breath. Stay close as you can to the breath, continuously. For some of you, you may be feeling some effortfulness. It may be even a bit of tension in the mind or body as you try to stay focused on the breath. That's okay. Just let that effortfulness or tension be there. Don't pay it any mind. Just keep returning your awareness to the breath. Stay as close as possible to the breath moment by moment as you can. Over time, that tension or effortfulness will settle on its own. Your only concern is with the breath, nothing else.
Are you with the breath right now? If you were lost in thought, come back to the breath. One way to deepen your awareness of the breath is to pay special attention to the phase when the in-breath turns into the out-breath, when the out-breath transitions into the in-breath. Sometimes there's a slight pause between in-breath and out-breath. Just feel what that transition feels like.
No matter what you're experiencing, what thoughts come, what you're perceiving, just keep coming back to the breath. Just stay with the breath. Okay, everyone, it's been 20 minutes. That's good for tonight. Please feel free to move around, get comfortable. So I just want to um, sort of reiterate um, and emphasize the fact that um, concentration practice like we were just practicing uh, is a complement to the kind of just more sort of wide open awareness kind of mindfulness practice that we typically focus on um, in, in, on Tuesday evenings. Um, it's uh, it's very useful, but it's um, it's meant to complement that practice, which I think is actually um, the much more important one. Um, I think one of the the risks of um, concentration practice is that um, as your concentration becomes stronger, uh, it becomes possible to sort of tune out stuff that you may be thinking or feeling. Um, and so it becomes uh, a, a potentially very tempting way to bypass, you know, stuff that you actually maybe should be aware of, like emotions you're having or, or thought kind of patterns that you're having. Um, and so um, for this reason, uh, meditation teachers like Joko Beck and um, Tony Packer, and we looked at some of Tony Packer's, uh, you know, teachings just a, a month or so ago, um, have cautioned against um, focusing concentration practice. Um, but 
it's important to remember that both Tony Packer and Joko Beck uh, engaged in decades of serious traditionals and training, which is heavily focused on concentration. And so by the time they um, kind of uh, encourage people not to, to, to focus on concentration practice, they had already actually benefited from years and years of practicing it. And so they felt, felt like it wasn't necessary. But I think it's actually very, very important thing to cultivate in some intentional way, um, especially, actually, I think all throughout one's practice life, but especially at the beginning. Um, because as I said, it's just, when you're just trying, like when you're trying to note thoughts, label thoughts, it, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, it can be like a waterfall. It can be like a raging, you know, rushing stream of thoughts. And it can feel really difficult to have any sense of what the, the what kind of what thoughts are you actually having? Maybe certain ones scream out loud and clear, you can hear them, but, um, to get a more clarity on the actual contents of the flow of consciousness, to see like there's this thought leading to that thought, leading to this feeling, leading to this, right? Um, the cultivation of concentration can give you that kind of clarity. Because one of the things that we're really practicing, right? And as you were all doing just now is you're, you're getting highly sensitized to what's pulling you away from the anchor. You know, to stay on the anchor, you actually need to sense the subtlest move away from it, right? And you're, and you're just like, okay, no, no, stay back, stay back back and that ability when you then start to pay more attention to what it is that's pulling you away when you're starting to note the kind of thoughts that are pulling you away it gives you just a higher definition view of what those thoughts are you know and so just like i'm just have this rushing stream i don't know you know um so um and also it's a nice tool to have in your you know your toolkit to be able to like sometimes when you are overwhelmed by feelings or thoughts to actually have something you can turn to that will help you quiet them, right? Temporarily. It's not a bad thing. It's just, you do, you wanna realize that you don't wanna use as a crutch, that if there are certain kinds of thought patterns or emotional patterns that continue to arise, continue to like repress them by staying true to like staying focused on the breath, they're just gonna lurk back there and fester, you know? So you, that's why mindfulness ultimately is the pathway to deep healing and deep liberation. But concentration is an important component of that. Um, so um, I don't know, I'd just be curious to hear how people experienced it, um, what they found like beneficial or challenging. And I know that many of you have much experience with practices like this. So if there are um, uh, things that you have found helpful as you've tried to develop concentration over the years, um, I think other people would really appreciate hearing that as well. Um, so, um, yeah, let me just open the floor for anything you might want to ask or share. And please don't be embarrassed if you have something that sounds like a simpler, basic, or fundamental. Um, question or or worry or concern or problem or issue. Often those are the most important things to talk about. Um, there's not, not that many things we can say about practice. You know, it's just, it's always coming back to the basics and hearing them at the right time so they really sink in. And we have to hear the same things over and over again. Hi, Bernie. Hi, Jim. Welcome back. Thank you. 
Um, one thing I learned when I first uh, did a concentration practice that I continue to find helpful, originally I learned to follow the rise and follow the breath. And what I found particularly helpful was in those moments where you hit the peak of the rise of the breath, or you hit the bottom of the fall of the breath, there's that moment. And uh, I found that that's when my mind could wander. Mm -hmm. And what I was taught was to imagine like the full dimensionality of myself or feel like mountain, like a mountain pose mm -hmm. and imagine that. And that, that would kind of be an anchor point for me at those, at those points mm -hmm. where my mind would wander. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I find that very helpful. All right, thanks, Jim. And maybe someone else will too. So I really, that's, I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so much of meditation practice and the teaching of it and the learning of it has to do with cues and, and these like finding words or images for things that really don't, you know, are not a very subtle. Um, and so that's why it's so wonderful to he hear, I think, different ways like the one you just shared of, of sort of like picturing what we're doing, because, you know, that may not work for everyone here, but it may work for some, you know, some group of people here. And it may just be the thing that makes it click. You say, oh, you know, that's why I think that's not. So there's a meditation practice so simple, but I think we, we need to keep talking about it in different ways with different kinds of metaphors because different metaphors work for different people. Yeah. Hi, Sylvia. It's a long time no see. It's good to be back. Um, you said something I've never heard before, but it really helped me. Um, you said, stay close to the breath. And when that happened, it was like um, I was moving. I actually was moving with the breath. And it was uh, a physical, um, like, I, like it was, I was walking my dog or something. It's like my breath has a movement to it. And so it for, for me, when that happens, I can stay, I can stay close to it. And then it was, and then it took over. It just like took over the whole mm. space. So I, I wasn't even realizing that I wasn't thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. Yeah. That's great, Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one of the reasons I, I use that language or stay close to it is um especially to to um prevent the some the thing that we sometimes do which is like the, like think about the breath or to like you know have a kind of like conceptual relationship to the breath it's really no it's like it's like really being there right with it you know or like on the leash as it were you know to use your language yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah really and really yeah be intimate intimate with it yeah hi marnie hi my internet's not great so if you can't hear me let me know um something that i notice notice tonight and that i notice also when we do body scans is that whenever i'm concentrating especially on a part of my body or the sensations in the part of my body i have memories or flashes like images that come up that i haven't thought of or remembered in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm often, um, I, I, 
I often kind of, I can, I definitely go down all my roads of like planning dinner and dates mm-hmm. and work and blah, 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 blah. But, um, but I, what I noticed is like the most difficult not to follow are the, like the flashes of memories that come up just because I'm doing some, my body remembers something that I don't remember consciously. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's just something that I noticed tonight. And I wonder what other people do with that or if it happens to other people. So Marnie, just a um, follow up question. So was this when you were following the breath in your nose that you felt like there were some kind of memories associated with the breath there? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and it wasn't, it, they weren't necessarily like they weren't memories of my nose, but they yeah, were yeah. like, no, no, sure. they were memories that were associated with, with the experience of breathing in that way. And I, I often notice that whenever I do a body scan that, yeah. Yeah. um, not whenever, but often when I do a body scan, I'll go to a certain place and we'll be very quickly, you know, not, it's not a flashback, but just transported to mm-hmm. a moment that w- is totally disconnected from any of my recent general trains of thought and um, feels associated with whatever. I don't really understand the association, but it feels like my body like lights up and remembers, oh, I remember that happened. I remember breathing this way then in a way that I don't really recall. So I would, I would um, definitely, um, if people have things they want to say in response to Marnie, but I just, I just, you know, as, as a first kind of offering, say it's actually very common, very, very um, what you're experiencing, um, you know, uh, it's almost like cellular memory, you know, like memories that get um, encoded in our bodies in a certain way. And when we bring our awareness to parts of the body, it's like an active, it's like almost like it's activating or reactivating things that the body's holding. Um, and, you know, you said it's not a flashback, but it's like, it's similar to like what it would be if in a, in a more unpleasant case with like a traumatic flashback, right? It's like the idea of the body keeping the score, you know, um, that Bessel van der Kolk has, you know, made, um, popular that phrase um so with traumatic memories and so um so uh and i think it makes sense that those are harder those are those are, those feel more potent right because i think um um they're not just cognitive right they they have this kind of like deeply embodied effective quality to them i think that they i think the encouragement would be to still try just to f- stay with the anchor like you just but these are precisely the kind of um, thoughts and feelings that you don't want to bypass. In the end, I think like that's why being aware of them is very important. Really, sort of sensing what they're what they're about. Um, uh, yeah, it's just a fascinating thing. You know, we think of the mind as just up here, but it's actually all throughout the body. You know, and I think this is evidence of that. Um, so, a good example of that for sure. Does anyone else want to speak to Marnie's experience? I'm sure other people have had this kind of experience. Mary. Hi, Hi Mary. Hi. <laughs> Hi, nice to see you, everybody. Um, just want to say maybe just breathe out. You can't. <laughs> You have to breathe out, you have to breathe in before you can breathe out. I I don't have any teaching whatsoever besides you. (laughs) 
All right, thank you, Mary. Thanks. Well, if if no one has something to add to um, or respond to to what Marnie said, are there other things that you'd like to um, just share about how the practice tonight was, um, including how difficult it might have been? I'm not assuming it was easy, you know, but at, but um, at all. I think for some of you, it might have been very difficult. Yeah, hi, Jean. I just wanted to say thank you because going back to doing that and your reminders as we did and your guidance as we're going through it saying there are the thoughts or concentrate on this, or it, it really helps the guidance to, because you're catching it as it's happening as we go through it. Mm -hmm. And it really is good to learn, okay, yes, I was having those thoughts or I was, mm -hmm. you know, it really helped a lot to just learn to refocus on my breath and not to breathe deeply into my belly and all of that. So that helps a lot. Thank you. It really mattered. Yeah. It, it really, you know, obviously the thoughts keep coming back. So. No, of course. Yeah. That was really good. Thanks. Good. I'm glad, Jane. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Saud. Hi. Um, nice to yeah. see you. Nice to see you too. Um, I, yeah, I was just going to add that I was really surprised by the kind of level of detail um, that I could, that came to me um, for kind of noticing the like single point at the tip of the nose, mm -hmm. um, because I was just, I, um, I wasn't sure like what that concentration would look like, but when mm -hmm. I was doing it, it's like, oh, like when I breathe in, like I feel like a coolness inside my nose and then mm -hmm like what you said about thinking about the phase where the in-breaths turns mm -hmm. to out-breaths, like mm -hmm. I could imagine that as kind of like a circle where it was mm -hmm. going in, turning to the out-breaths, going out. Um, so I was just surprised by that and really enjoyed that. It's weird. It seems like the most boring thing in the world, but it can be infinitely interesting, you know? And it can sometimes be infinitely boring. <laughs> no, it can be everything, yeah. No, it is fascinating. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Amanda. Uh, welcome back to, and Thank hi, you. everyone. Um, I wanted to say something in response to Marnie, but also um, it is a general reaction. I, I realized in working myself up to say in response to Marnie, just how tired I felt mm. from this practice. Uh, the concentration had, like I've had a really hard time even just focusing now on people like mm -hmm. speaking in front of my massive Zoom gallery. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was just notable to me was the, um, the difficulty of focusing afterwards. And it just, I'm like, I, want, I don't know. It is 8.30, I guess, almost, but it's like, I don't know if that's an, a cause or effect of this. Um, but also to Marnie's point, I, I also really, I felt that a lot too. And I think you had mentioned that you were, you found it harder to, to move away from those memories, the more visceral memories, um, and come back on the, on the focus point. And I appreciated your point, Bernie, about needing to think through to think through those moments when we're doing a more of an open awareness practice. But I think something that worked for me in coming back 
to the to focusing on on the breath was instead of asking myself why am I here like why am I in this memory I was just like where am I <laughs> like why why am I in this place right now and then I could kind of come back and realize I shouldn't like or not shouldn't but my my aim is to be mm-hmm. here in the breath instead of in this like random memory that just came up mm-hmm. in case that's helpful that, that's a that's interesting was like like what's going on rather than like why you know, um, an image that uh, I've heard some meditation teachers use is the image of call waiting. You know, put put the you put the mind on call waiting. So you're not saying no. I don't. You know, I I don't ever want to listen to you. I don't want to ever you know give you time. But just not right now. You know, um, and so it's not it's not an aggressive like getaway thoughts or getaway feelings or memories. Right. It's more like, oh okay, I'll take your call later. You know, but right now let's come back to the breath. Um, um, or the whatever anchor you're using. Some of you, you, it's also worth experimenting. For some of you, following the breath in the belly um, may be uh, feel more natural, more effective. I just I I, I decide to stick with one anchor for all of us because I want to be able to um, use cues that were the same for everybody instead of saying if you're following them, you know. But um, but I would say you know the nose is. Can be very effective for a lot of people but also the belly following the rise and fall of the belly is also very good and just try experiment and this kind of practice could be you know just a great thing to do for the first five or ten minutes of, of a sitting but then just go to you know kind of more open awareness type of practice and i think over time will be interesting and amanda it can be exhausting it can be a tiring practice just so you know um uh it is a more effortful kind of practice over time i think that will that that sense of strain or tiredness will will fade like what sylvia describes some sometimes you can fall into this state where it's like you're not even trying to follow the breath it's just the breath is all there is and you know you get just it's um it's no longer a kind of activity of following the breath it's just just being with it and that's all um but the effort at first is necessary to get to that stage and it, it it can happen in a sitting or it can happen over a few months. I mean, it can, it can vary in time. So 8.30 is a late hour, but I just want to acknowledge that this, this practice itself can be a little tiring. And I would also, you know, I do, I sit when I'm just doing mindfulness practice for 45 minutes at a time. But when I'm doing concentration practice, I usually only do it for about half an hour because I feel like I can't actually maintain a, a meaningful level of concentration for longer than half an hour. Um, it becomes counterproductive to try to push it much longer than that. And that's a sign of the effort that's involved, yeah. I um, found it hard to stick with the pure concentration practice for the whole sitting. I started out like really feeling like I was with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, my legs started falling asleep and I have mm-hmm. very low tolerance for that. It doesn't happen to me that much when I sit. So when it does, I'm like, Ugh. And then it was just like, I felt like it pressurized the concentration practice. Like mm-hmm. I was like, concentrate mm-hmm. and um, found myself like, it felt like I was like trying to cling to this like log of like mm-hmm. um, the breath and like avoid getting sucked down into the falling asleep leg. Um, and then eventually I just kind of switched to 
paying attention to the sensations of my leg falling asleep because I felt like I was getting so effortful and graspy mm-hmm. with concentration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, thank you for everyone who, um, who shared and, and spoke tonight. And thank you to everyone who um, was here. It's really good to see everyone. Um, and Mary Anderson, it's good to see you. It's been, it's been a little while. It's, it's nice to see your face. Um, so um, uh, can we sit for a minute or two? A minute, let's just sit for a minute and then we'll say good night. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Take good care. Thank you, Bernie. Good night. Good night.